Picture this. It's blazing hot outside and you need to head to work. You get into your car and turn on the AC to get the cold air pumping as soon as possible, but it doesn't work. Instead, blowing hot air out of your vents and directly into your face. No, your car doesn't hate you. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the air conditioning system, and there's an easy all-in-one solution that will restore your cold air in no time. There's no need to go to the shop and pay lots of money when you can save time and money recharging yourself with AC Pro Recharge Kits. AC Pro Recharge Kits make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience. And the AC Pro app offers clear, vehicle-specific instructions to help you get the job done in less than 10 minutes. So pick up an AC Pro Recharge Kit at any store selling auto products and confidently restore your car's cold air yourself today. Be a pro with AC Pro. The Dale Jr. Download is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. You going to any concerts this summer, man? I am. I'm seeing a concert in June. Hardy and Kit Moore. Love Hardy. In uh, Charlotte. I was so stressed getting the tickets. I'm going to be front row. I'm, I'm in the pit. When these tickets go out, man, I am online as soon as tickets open. I don't want to miss a thing. Yeah, you, you know, you got to act quick. Yes. And when you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. It's like if you're hiring for a business, you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. Mm. So what's the best way to do that? ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast, and right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Dale Jr. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash Dale Jr. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash Dale Jr. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And then you got to get Mike in there going, Shane Huffman. Dead on a grid. Is that what I do? Is that not what he sounded like? Is that what I do? A little bit. You know, I'd taken my earmuffs off. I was ready to move on. And then you just bring me back in. Every time I try to get it out, they suck me back in. Wait, was that was that you? Was that you talking or Mike? Right, right, Andrew? I don't know what he said. Was that you talking or Mike? You know, you know, Andrew, go, go get on a Zoom with Jimmy. <laughs> what do you think? Did it get him? I am weird, dude. You are weird. <laughs> Mr. Dale Earnhardt Jr. <laughs> that family picnic sometimes <laughs> gives you more than just a potato salad. That's the voice of my co-host and one of my best friends in the whole wide world, Mike Davis. We're screwed. What does that mean? No, we're not standing in that box together in our underwear. <laughs> Are you kidding me, Mike? Oh my God, that is hilarious. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Dale Jr. Download. This is the Thursday Reaction Show. Uh, we had a pretty big week in the Bojangles studio. Mike Davis, how you doing, buddy? Doing well. How are you? Pretty good. Just got back from dropping off little Nicole at elementary school and um, going well. Like I said, big week coming out of Darlington. Let me be honest, man. Uh, so, Dalton, we create the you know Dalton creates these uh, social media posts. You guys cut these uh, YouTube clips. Yep. 
And um, a lot of times, man, I'm excited about it. I'm looking forward to this YouTube clip. Okay. Uh, and sometimes it pops into my uh, Instagram, and it's like, hey, man, you want to collaborate? I'm like, oh, yeah, let's collaborate. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Th- does anybody know where this is going? Okay, good, because we're all on pins and needles here. All right, we all got denied this week. Oh, we got denied. Oh, yeah, no collaboration. No collaboration. No, sir. Okay. No. Well, did we earn it? Did we earn the non-collaboration? I don't, know. I don't think so. I don't think it's anything you did. Okay. Yeah. Well, by all means, I'm interested I'm to hear why. I'm just a bit annoyed by, oh. I don't know, this is a rat, not, not, no, no, come on. Uh, so, <laughs> this damn uh, Bowman uh, uh, Suarez deal. Yeah. Man, nobody understands what the hell I'm trying to say about what could have happened, what should have happened, what I wish would have happened. Everybody thinks that I'm saying Bowman's not at fault. And so, y'all put out a little YouTube clip. Come yes. across my Instagram feed. Yes. And remember we were talking about it in the conversation on Tuesday. I was like, I read the comments in my timeline, and you're like, oh, don't do that. Right. Don't do that. And you still did it. Well, I went and read the comments to the com- to our comments. Yes, I that's what I'm saying. You did it, didn't you? And I said, no, I ain't collaborating on this. Because you were still <laughs> taking grief, weren't you? I'm not dropping this on my Instagram feed. No, it, sir. At what point? I'm not you, taking all these comments and pushing them over to my feed. Okay, so there's two things you could do. One is not read those. Why or two, that, or, not, or, 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 or. No, 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 no wait. wait let's dissect it one at a time. Or please. you could be wrong. Let's not move on. You could be we'll wrong. Di- we'll talk about that. Okay. So you like it because a lot, you know, 90, you know, 90% of the people are saying, that's Dale Jr. Uh, I like it. I didn't even know it. I didn't know that. No, I'm just saying. Anytime there's uh, anytime the majority has a different opinion than me, my man's celebrating over here. Is that what I'm doing? Oh yes, I'm celebrating. <laughs> Look at the smile yeah. on your face. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> you that can't you think help that. the you... way your brain works. That's not what I do. Okay. You you're think lucky. I'm throwing a party. You're, you're lucky my brain works the way it does. What, why? Because. You, you're assuming the worst <laughs> You're having me. enjoyment. You're, enjoying, <laughs> no, you're loving it. You're, li- you're lucky. Dale Jr., listen. Yeah. Listen, I don't like it when you're unhappy. And if that's making you un- unhappy, if that's, de- if that's <clears throat> taking a little joy out of your day, I don't, I don't find joy in your pain. That's not what's happening here. You look hurt. All right, see, now you're having fun. <laughs> so... It does. It's. I'm not bothered, or I mean, you know, yeah, I don't agree. We can all, we can all, we can disagree, disagree, right? Sure. But so I'll, I'll read a post every once in a while, and and I'm like, yes, that's what I'm trying to say. Mm. Like, damn, I did not. I, I don't know why. I wish Swords didn't wreck with him. He didn't have to. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, well, that's all Bowman's fault. What are you saying? It's not his. It's not Suarez's fault. I'm like, well. I wish he hadn't a wreck. So what am I trying to say then? Like the bo- the block was bad. I I blamed Bowman on that. I even said on the show over. You know, I gave him seventy percent at least for fault. Bowman. 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 Seventy percent. Yeah. So you're going to end up setting yourself up again. For, at least. At see, least everybody, 70%. I mean, the way you said it. The at, way I said it. At least 70%. I said it pretty freaking plain. Hey, listen. Talk to your Twitter followers. I, I listen. They're, they're, they're yours too, buddy. They're, they're mine? Oh, yeah. I don't. They. This is I, the Dirty Mo Media social media. This is your and mine. Okay. Then talk to them. Talk to yours and mine. I, listen, you're upset over something that. You're upset over something. They're just. Either they have. Either they are incapable of understanding your point, yeah. and you feel good enough that well, you've elaborated enough. there's a couple people that are like, I Or get they have a point. No, there's a couple people that get it. They're like, I get what he's trying to say. Like, Suarez had an option here. Okay. How, how many 
Soares had an out, and he didn't. I don't know why he didn't. Take if you if you were to guess what percentage of the fan base understands your point that Daniel Suarez did not have to wreck himself. Yeah. That's your point. Your point is not that he there's blame here that that Suarez I don't know. should have done I this mean, wrong. He you were just saying Daniel Suarez could have continued that race. He would have had to dump Alex Bowman and move on about his yeah. day. That's your point. He, they he, they they he dumped him anyways. He I mean, dumped he, him anyways. They, but there was a way like, to dump him some, without some, a couple people like yourself. What are you saying he should right rear him? Man, that's an odd take after everything that's happened this year. I'm like, no, no one ever said he should right hook the freaking guy into the wall. I mean, no. that's really kind of what was happening anyways. Inadvertently, unintentionally. Okay. Um and the other thing too is like I like to debate this. Mm-hmm. We're still debating it today on Thursday. And yeah, that's what we do. That's what I decided to do in my freaking life. Is to sit down here and bullshit. Okay. All right. But and and then there's okay. So there's that. We don't have to. I, I knew we wouldn't. I knew we wouldn't agree. I knew people would not get it. Majority of people were like, nope, all booming. And I agree. I mean, he created the the whole thing. He he was the catalyst to make it make that all happen. I get it. I get what they're saying. Like, oh, it's all his fault. Yes, I kind of see how you could look at it like that and go, none of this happens without Bowman's block. Perfectly true. Mm-hmm. I just wish. I don't know, man. I mean, so here's here's the crux. Here's the problem. As a broadcaster, I've got I've got it in my head that I cannot have favorites. I can't be biased. People are accusing me of being biased because I won't blame Bowman one hundred freaking ten percent. They're saying I'm a I'm biased toward Hendrick and all that. And ally sponsoring our guest segment, they f- seem, somehow think that that's the reason why I won't call Bowman out one hundred percent on this. Which that's is hilarious. It's just pretty funny. Um. I got it in my head that I can't root for someone. But all right, I'm here to tell you. I was rooting for uh I'm I'm disappointed that Suarez wasn't able to get out of that uh, uh, unscathed. That's right. I wish I wish as a freaking announcer up there, the fan in me came out and I wanted Suarez to not wreck. That's what you're saying. Yes. And I'm a little disappointed that that's what happened. Well, listen, I understand you. And so as a fan, I'm sitting here going, damn it, Suarez. Yes. Here's what I would uh, appeal to the people uh, and our fans and our listeners who we do value your opinions, of course, um, especially if you're listening to the podcast. And then you, you know, now if you're just going to watch videos uh, on, on social media and then make your opinions based off of a one-minute clip, listen, you, you could do better by hearing Dale Jr.'s whole point. No one's going to understand. No, no one's going to. I disagree. I think that they are smarter than that. I think they can understand what my point was just there. Like, hopefully you're listening I to the podcast. I think they understand. And, and if you do, then, then you have to concede this, and this is what I do most of the time when Dale Jr. has a point, and that is he's the only one among us that has driven the race cars. Now, I know you're going to say, I haven't really driven the next-gen car. I got it. But you have been in these situations, and we have not. And therefore, when you say that thing, I look at that and go, yeah, that looked like it was 100% Bowman the first time and the second time. The one, the 100% Bowman to the left, 100% Bowman to the right. Yeah. And then and Suarez got collected. And maybe I'm right. I'll never know. But you have a vantage point that none of us can actually apply to the conversation well, or to the debate. And you have driven a race car. You do believe, and I like to think that you are probably know more about this than we do, and that is Daniel Suarez had a way to continue that race. He, 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 he might have had a way. Yeah. He, and that was, you got to still rid yourself of your Bowman problem, 
but then continue on without right. getting collected. Yeah. And there's a way a good driver would be able to do that. That's your point. I understand it. We'll never know. It's worth the debate. It's I still worth, think you yeah. should be, if it's worth the debate, you should also be willing to collaborate with the uh, the social post. But it, that's another conversation. Mm. <laughs> I had had enough. Um, there, uh, hey, we've all been there. I've had, had enough a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't read the replies anymore. Yeah. Um, our other our other hot debate was the Harvick uh, commitment cone. Oh yeah. You know, whether he was screwed, should it be adjusted, whatever. A lot of people feel like it's fine. Like I, I was, I was a little surprised. There are some. There are a lot of people that were like, "Yeah, he got screwed." Sure. Yeah, it was a bad deal for him. He should have not pitted. All these different opinions, right? I get it. I agree with just about everybody. Some people are like, you know, this is not a problem. It doesn't need adjusting. It works as designed. Did Steve Letarte reach out to you by any no, chance? No, did he reach out to you? Yes, he did. What did he say? In response to that. Yeah. You want me to see? You want me to tell you what he says about this? Why would you bring it up and not f- tell us? <laughs> because I actually did. I asked if you had talked to Steve Letarte. Oh, sorry. That's what I brought up. All right. Yes, you asked if he had reached out to me, and I answered you honestly. And I asked you if you talked to him, and you said yes. And That's right. And we need to re- and we run it back. On. All right. So, no, I know exactly what just happened. All right. If you would like me to read it. Okay. His, he's listening to our comments, your comments yeah. to be specific. So the box is on the line, same location. Yep. They always are. Yeah. The 24 didn't hit either. Nope. That convo is very far off facts, FYI. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. Look, my point is, is that when Harvick comes down, when Harvick's sitting there right in front of the box, lights on, the movement Harvick would have to make to avoid pit road would take him over the box, which That's is right. a penalty. And it was, yeah. 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 And it, so in my head, the guy shouldn't be penalized for the position he's in. Right. He's saying the box is already and it's on the line. You were saying, what if the, there was another line that gave you grace to yeah. be able to go there needs to be not yeah, be penalized? That's your point. 100%. There needs to be some grace for people in that position. If he makes, if he were to turn his steering wheel right and try to avoid going down pit road, he crosses over the box. He absolutely does, and that's a penalty. That's a that's a you can't. That's a penalty. Would it not be a penalty? Would they not say, "Hey, you crossed the box, you committed a pit road, and then and then chose to ch- you choose changed your mind, and anyone else gets penalized in that moment, <clears throat> yeah. caution or not?" Yeah. So that's where I think, hey, man, we need some sort of a a scenario where that particular person that's in a no-win situation has an out, and everybody will say, yeah, which of they're correct. Well, he came down pit road and could have rolled through. He could have rolled through. That's yeah. right. That was still the part that surprised me the most. Yeah. That why didn't they roll He would lose maybe a couple spots uh, because, you know, obviously pit road speed and other people on the racetrack not going pit road speed. But maybe there's a way that the field is froze and he can quickly make the adjustments. Pit crew says, don't pit. Come down pit road. The field's frozen. You take your place rightly in the line wherever you were before you got to pit road, right? Right. That's all I'm saying, man. It's like, dude, he he was screwed either way. If he crosses, you know, if he avoids pit road, he crosses this box. That's a, that's a penalty in the rule book. Isn't, is it not a, is, are they going to say, oh, no, no, it's not a penalty that particular instance it's okay there does need to be some definition there because you don't want to leave it with uh you know subjectivity with nascar because they get 
they get slammed on too much for having those judgment calls. We don't want it to be a judgment call. Yeah. You, and so you're just suggesting I just some think, ideas to, to, to where people don't yeah. get screwed. Hey, let's be honest. I think Steve Latart's probably still just pissed about the medium plus thing. Not doubt it. Because <laughs> he won that. He won that. Yeah, he did. Did he win the one-liners? Did, they, did he and Russell, they were together. I've been that. striking out here lately. <laughs> <laughs> this way you need to stay away from social media. <laughs> <laughs> Why? No. Dude. There's no reason. Look. Okay. All right, look. Let's I, talk. <clears throat> The thing about, like, don't read the replies, like, mm. what the hell is that? That's cowardice. It, nope. <laughs> no, it's smart. I'm not, why are we creating content if we're not going to read the comments to our content? Uh, there's a really good answer to that. I feel like that you have to have thick enough skin to sort of absorb some of the feedback mm. on the shit you're creating. Yeah, but it, it, is that what you're doing? Yeah. Really? Look, I don't have to love it. I don't have to agree with it, but I'm not going to go, oh, shield my eyes. Oh, don't hurt me. This is me. the same guy. <laughs> this is the same guy that a week ago was conflicted because you didn't even know whether to like something based off of the way people interpret it. I you was don't asking know. for some in freaking other words, advice. In, in other words, if you can't control how people like, like if you just knew that everybody was going to fall in line and understood your points, Every time on social media, then great, yes. But social media is notorious for not being able to follow a logic. Like yeah. not be people are going to come up with ten different interpretations, and if nine of them are wrong, the wrong interpretations, then if that will affect you in some way. Yeah, I agree. I mean, yes, I agree. I don't go looking for this outside of the little bubble of social media that I belong in and and that I work in. I feel like though, I mean, we're creating. You know, we we create. You know, we go live on YouTube. We open ourselves up to any kind of criticism in those moments. That's but, right. But we're going to engage. Yeah, that's I feel the part like where I disagree with you. You don't <clears throat> have to look. I do think that there's parts of our. Um, you know, we hire people and we have people that are are the social engagers and th that stuff. You don't have to be. It's great for you in ways, but it also has cons to it. I look, man. Yeah, I just feel like that. I can't. I can't. Um, just my opinion. If you're going to create content, put it on social media, you're and you're and you're going to ignore or 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 shield yourself from the reaction and comment to that. That's they're just writing in to go. I agree or I think you're wrong. Uh, and I I'm I've gotten so much better at someone saying I don't agree with that. Like dude, ten you know ten years ago. I don't agree with that. It was not a whole lot of fun to read on social media. Yeah, you would have just Brett Griffin them and block them, right? I don't know. Brett, uh, Brett's the one that Brett's. A, that's another case study. We'll talk about another yeah. day. But I, I think <laughs> you know, I think it's actually makes. I think going, you know, getting on there and going, yeah, okay, these this I, big L for me. Ninety percent of the people don't agree with what I said. It's it's good exercise. Hmm, that's an interesting way of looking at it. Look, nobody's on there going, Junior, you should burn in hell. Nobody's going, uh, throw him to the wolves. They're just saying, you know, this is a bad opinion. Mm -hmm. You're wrong. Listen, hey, if you can, if, if you are looking for good, honest debate and difference of opinions and you can accept that you're not going to change anybody's mind yeah, on social, then, that, yeah. then, 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 can accept that. then you can accept it and then go ahead and read all the mentions you want. Yeah. Now, for sure. I, yeah. I mean, I read some. I, I get my feel. Trust Listen, I, I, um, I believe that we as a social, as a content company, create content that's true to us and we put it out there for the yeah. masses to consume. Yeah. I, I don't need the gratification of it being accepted 100%. Yeah. 
Uh, I think that there's going to be people that don't like it. There's people that don't, you know, that got opinions about things. And and by the way, most of them are uninformed opinions if you want to know the truth because they're literally forming an opinion based off of a social clip. There's so much more that goes into everything that anyone does. I'm not even Dirty Mo Media. Everything anyone does. Let's take NASCAR, for example. NASCAR sucks. They do this. Which is eliminating 99.9% of everything that also come into that situation, yeah. right? Um, and, and so that's, that's the world we live in. We accept it. We put the content out. I love doing content. I love doing stories. But I don't necessarily get the gratification from the feedback. I love it when people are appreciate it. But I also like, and this is what I appreciate what you're saying, I want Dirty Mo Media to be somewhere where we can debate and we can disagree. A lot of people come at you and me both and saying, how do y'all let those door bumper clear guys do what they do? And I'm like, I don't, you're, you're assuming that we agree with them all the time. Right. I don't agree with them all the time, yeah. but we definitely are. This platform can have room for disagreements. Yeah. Yeah. The door bumper clear thing for me is it's, it's a functional pro it's a functional product that's that has its place in in content in our industry and it works and until it doesn't work then then we'll consider not having it but it works it fits it fits it fits a space that's that if we didn't fill it someone else would right and right. so and i think they do a, you know i think we fill that space really well um <clears throat> that's a great point. Uh, one of the things that's true to us is our choice in guests. Um, we got the opportunity to have Cody Rhodes on this week. Awesome. Badass. It was fun, though. Look now, Cody Rhodes is a rock star, superstar in the WWE world. He's well-known. His story's well-known. There's a lot of people out there that know who he is. But he's not a racing guy, right? So when he when y'all put out this this tweet of just him and his face, a lot of people were like, yeah, I don't know who that is. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was even a couple people <laughs> that were like, "What? Yep. Still. What are y'all doing? Why are y'all not having? Where's the racing guy? You know? Right. And so, <clears throat> of course, post the Wednesday guest segment presented by Allah, uh, everybody's reacted so positive positively to it. It was a great conversation. I was I was a little nervous, uh, to be honest with you. But we talked for two hours, and from what I could tell, people really enjoyed the conversation that me and you had with Cody. So great, we did a great job. It was a it was a success in in our eyes. But I often um, I often wonder if people you know really realize that. Like we started this podcast to to basically, you know, the people that come in here are the people that we want to talk to, right? And right. hopefully that's what, and hopefully it's a great conversation that that someone enjoys. And if not, okay, ah, then wait till next week. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what to tell you, right? <laughs> like, like no, no. I don't want to, I don't want to give them a load of. You're being, very, you're being way nicer about it. I don't want to. We've been pretty. I've been pretty aggressive this morning, so okay. I don't want to. Well, you're doing be, great. Then. I don't want to be like a total ass whole show we'll keep but <laughs> but i just want to you know i just think people people i think people will you know if you're seeing a, if you have if you see a guest on the show man it's because it's because somebody we wanted to talk to selfishly right that we wanted we want to and then like next week is another guest yeah that i have been wanting on this show for a long long time 
yes, he's going to be well known to some. Not everyone. Not everyone. And nope. some, and and I got a lot of questions for this guy. Yep. That I can't wait for him to answer. Yep. And I've never really been able to sit down and talk to him. Me and his son are absolutely great friends, but I've not spent a ton of time with him. It's one of them deals. And I don't know. Uh, it's we're we create content here that we want to create. If That's it, right. If it works, it works. If it works for you, it works for you. If it doesn't, it doesn't. It's okay. The becoming Earnhardt wasn't for everybody. Right. Some people, other people loved it. We're gonna do it again next year. Uh, you know what? It, whether it's nine episodes or two, I don't know. You know, we're just gonna, but we're doing it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and that's just how it goes. And if it's if ten people listen to it, that's what that's what happens. That's right. Listen, <laughs> what you're saying, I'm gonna echo it, but I'm gonna be a little. I'm gonna put it in my words. This is hard to hear for some, and I don't care. We don't do this for. For, for you guys, we do it for... Dale is finding some gratification out of this. When we bring a guest in, it is not for the masses. We tape it and we put it out there for people to consume because there's some of you that are probably a lot like-minded with Dale. But to be clear, there are times we have guests that even I wonder why we're having the guests. I know. But you know why? It's, it, it, I accept it 100% because you have yeah. something that you want to know out of that person. It may be one question. Yeah. It may be two. The interview may go 30 minutes or it may go two and a half <laughs> hours. But the fact of the matter is, is that you can be assured on the Dale Jr. download that if there is, a, if there is somebody sitting at this table, it is not based off of a Q score or a celebrity status or anything else. It is based off of the fact that Dale Jr. has something he wants to know out of that person in that moment. And next week, they may not, he may not have that uh, same yeah. curiosity or interest, but today, that's it. And for Cody Rhodes, you had a lot that you wanted to know out of him. Yeah. We, had one, we had one person that we were thinking about getting on the show that we've that just in the last day we've we decided that we were just not going to pursue it that's right but i talked to our booker and told him a couple people that i thought would be great because i'm just curious uh to ask him a couple things like you say it might be only about three or four things that i'm really curious about we'll learn the rest we'll learn more about them you might be like oh really that's that's interesting you know yeah i, I never would have thought of that person or didn't see them on the radar but um we've got about how many guest segments left eight ish nine and we probably know. have five booked right and so we're book we're gonna feel you know we're still feeling like yeah four, four tuesdays and, and we try not to go book those too far in advance because you may wake up one morning going hey this is who i want to talk I get to a little, yeah i get a little nervous about booking stuff way out because, Me too. because i'll be excited about somebody on in february and then when april comes around i'm like yeah, I really don't feel like talking to them. Or they've done interviews somewhere else and you can't do anything that, about it. Yes, that right, too. Yeah, right. They'll go do a different podcast and you're like, well, now, now, let me say this, though. I If people were generally, if they didn't know who Cody Rhodes was, that's understandable because we are in a racing market and we take somebody that's, uh, you know, out of racing in. Yeah. But anybody that knows a little bit about Cody Rhodes should know exactly why you're interested in him. I mean, we're talking about... Two guys here, Dale Jr. and Cody Rhodes, that have a lot of similarities. And also, one of these guys, or both of you guys have been rock stars in your mm. industries. And Cody Rhodes right now is at the height of his game. Not, he's, got, he's got a little further up the hill. I think he's going to oh, go, well, then man. There you go. But he is extremely high right he's now. And the, the fact story. of the matter is, is that how he got there is fascinating. It is. You know, I enjoyed that conversation, and it, was, it went as good as I hoped. He was absolutely incredible i want to say this man the guy came in here and was a hundred percent on point ready to go 
if you know he was he he was who he he was him he was Cody Rhodes when he sat down here and we had a really easy conversation. That's right. That's a good way of putting it. We didn't have to work hard to no, get him he, to open up. He no, opened. Yeah, there was no ego. Nope. There was no. There was nothing. He was so easy to talk to. And that's why two hours went by in a flash. And it was like, well, shit, we got to wrap this up. And I really didn't know how to do it. We get done, take a couple pictures to post on Instagram to promote the show. Took him out into the shop floor and gave him a 10 cent tour. And he stood around and talked to guys. Everybody wanted to, yeah, Danny Jr. Everybody wanted to talk to him. A lot of people had went to lunch, but some people stuck around. And so everybody that had a, had a question, man, he stopped, listened, shook hands. And then I watched him out of the window. We had about maybe half a dozen people waiting for autographs, die cast, what have you, traditional kind of Tuesday crowd we tend to get. And he stood and answered questions, shook hands, um, took pictures with anybody who asked. Um, and I know why that is significant to me is because I asked him, I said, where are you headed from here? And he said, I got two days with my family. That's mm. next. So and that like, means something. He's ready to go. That's right. He can't wait to go be you can with his wife and his family, right? But he spent another good hour getting, making sure everyone here need, got everything they needed. And, you know, that's, that's, that stuff matters. Cause like you see these people on TV, they're bigger than life and. You really think it's cool what's going on in their, you know, in their story and what have you. You can watch his Peacock documentary, and and it's great. It's a great story. But then you see them in the war in the world, right? The real world, like being great when no one's watching. And so that was cool, man. I was glad to see that yeah. because I wanted him to be nice. Yeah. Right. Right. I was like, man, I really want. I really want to like this guy. Right. And so, uh, <clears throat> anyhow, I hope that he ends up with this amazing storyline in WWE and has this good run where, because I'm plugged in now. Mm-hmm. Dude, I've been wanting to get back. Right. You just a needed fan. a reason, didn't I you? I needed a damn reason. Right. And this has really given me that reason. Right. I came, I was a huge fan back in the 80s for a big chunk of years when Dusty and and uh, and uh, Four Horsemen and, and Flair were doing their thing. Uh, and then that kind of just went away. Uh, Dusty got moved to WWE, put on the polka dots. Everything changed, and I just I lost it. I wasn't about it no more. And then one day, I'm going to tell you, man, I might have told this story. It was like magic. I mean, I don't give a shit about wrestling. It's 1998. Okay. Couldn't care about it. Hadn't watched it in a couple couple years. Go Tony Senior, Tony Junior. Uh, I was like, <clears throat> we're working at the bus shop, two car, AC Delco. They're like, you coming tonight? Two car. The, I'm sorry, the th- the three car. There we sorry. go. The three car, AC Delco. So they're like, you coming tonight? I'm like, what? Coming where? They're like, we're going over to uh, Lippard's to watch one of the guys on the team. We're going over there to watch uh, watch. Uh, Wrestling, wrestling. No, oh, that was just, just like a, no, a normal Monday night, whatever. Okay, right. Okay, and um, I don't know what it was back in '98. Maybe it was still raw. I don't know. But um, they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna watch wrestling, man. Comes on one night. You coming?" I was like, "I guess." I really, I really was kind of like, "I don't know." So <laughs> I drive over there, 
and the you know it's the shop guys it's it's the six or eight guys that go with us on the road every weekend it's tony senior tony jr and and the guys and they're in our and they're, they're in this house watching wrestling i'm looking at the tv screen i ain't paying attention they're, we're drinking beer i'm talking to them they're having conversations i'm not really watching the tv i'm not really there to watch wrestling and stone cold came out and i was like and they got excited right they're like here he is Oh yeah, you know the glass breaks and their 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 conversation stopped and their eyes went to the television, and I was like, "What the hell is this?" And Tony Jr. starts telling me all about it, right? Who this guy is, what's going on. This is, and I'm like, "Damn, this is cool. All right, you know, he's smashing beers," and I'm like, "I'm hooked all over again," you know. And so then I was good good with it and into it during the stone cold rock stuff and all that and then you know rock got famous went off and did movies and stone cold aged out and i left again i just kind of had nothing to keep me keep me around so i'm hoping you know i think cody rhodes and his storyline could could be the way to get get a lot of people back into it like me a lot of people like me right right his story was great he was great and really want to thank him for all the time he gave us can you believe that we've had seven months without an NFL game? Well, good thing that's finally over. The NFL is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving you a can't-miss offer for week one. This week, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet just 5 bucks on any NFL game. DraftKings is hooking everyone up with game day greatness. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every single game day this September. Check the app to see what you get. Download now and use code DALE to sign up. New customers can take home $200 in bonus bets instantly just for betting 5 bucks. That's code DALE only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. For state-specific disclaimers, check the show notes. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. See DKNG.co football for eligibility terms and responsible gambling resources. If you've ever been in the market for a new home, you know home shopping can be a lot. There's so much you don't know and so much you need to know. What are the neighborhoods like? What are the schools like? Who is the agent who knows the listing or the neighborhood best? And why can't all this information just be in one place? Dalton, this probably sounds real familiar to you. It does. I just bought a house last year. And, you know, you asked, uh, why can't all this information be in one place? Well, now it is. On homes.com, they've got everything you need to know about the listing itself, but even better. They've got comprehensive neighborhood guides and detailed reports about local schools. And their agent directory helps you see the agent's current listings and sales history. Homes.com collaboration tools make it easier than ever to share all this information with your family. It's a whole cul-de-sac of home shopping information all at your fingertips. Homes.com. We've done your homework. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. 
So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. John Hunter Nemechek, let's move on. Yeah. Silly season updates. John Hunter Nemechek is going to drive the 42 Legacy Motor Club, number 24. Uh, <clears throat> I called Jimmy yesterday morning. Okay. And uh, he's, he's uh, yeah, I'm just checking in, man. And uh, we talked about this just a little bit. He didn't have anything breaking to tell me. He wasn't going to tell me about the announcement. He didn't leak it to me or nothing like that. But True to Jimmy. Yeah. I was, and I thought this announcement was like a week or two still away. And so I talked to him on the phone, and then late, later that day, this comes out. And I was like, that's slice, slide dog. Right. So, yeah. Kind of how we felt when he was here and – and you know, didn't know what he was going to yeah. do with his future, and then like yeah. a day or two later, he's announcing that he's going IndyCar racing. <laughs> right. So, um, John and Nemechek, I'll be interested to see what happens over there. You know, does you know as far as the crew chief position and all that. Um, we, uh, you know, that that team, I don't think they're done making moves. They're going over to Toyota. John Hunter Nemechek's coming. Um, I don't think they're done. They're going to try to run that third car. Jimmy says, "Hey, no more races for me this year, but next year." Maybe a little bigger program for the third car. Um, so there's a lot of moving parts still trying to fall into place over there at Legacy Motor Club. Uh, Harrison Burton is rumored to be returning to the 21. No big surprise for me. And I'll be honest with you, man. I know Harrison doesn't have the results. Uh, but there was some times this past weekend, for example, where he had some really good speed practice and in the race. Um they made a crew chief change over there that I think might benefit both cars, the two of Cindric and Harrison Burton. So uh, we'll, we'll be watching Harrison in the last several races of this season. But I like him in that 21. I think he's a great kid, great attitude, hard worker. Um, there's a small inspection change for the Xfinity Series. I guess a bunch of failures have, have provoked NASCAR to uh, eject a crew member after two failed attempts. It was three. And so there's a bunch of violations going on. So NASCAR is going to try to clamp down. I like it, man. Even if it happens to us here at Junior Motorsports, I like NASCAR getting aggressive. Um, Let's preview Kansas just briefly. Let's do it. Uh, One of my favorite tracks, obviously the barbecue. Um, (laughs) Pretty damn amazing. But um, going into Kansas, uh, the Xfinity race, think about the Xfinity race, how slick that place is. A lot of crashes early, uh, first lap wrecks in one and two. Restarts in Xfinity and in Cup, three wide. A lot of contact even entering turn one, especially in the next-gen car, side-by-side through one and two. A lot of contact around off of exit of turn two. I cannot wait for that this weekend. It's going to be incredible. Uh, the wind could be a challenge. Uh, also, <clears throat> uh, we got in the uh, ARCA race. I think this is Friday. Carson Quapple is racing. Our driver that races our, our uh, late model in the Cars Tour is racing in the ARCA series. So tune into that. I'll be tuning in. Also, at Bristol, I'm racing yep. next, next weekend in the Xfinity race and Carson's also racing in the Truck Series race, number seven Spire Truck. Awesome. Yeah. I, I didn't know that. Yeah. So Carson's got a couple things moving. Yeah, he does. Right? It's a little bit of a double-edged sword. Kind of happy, kind of sad about it. Um, Carson's done such an amazing job for us in the Cars Tour, but these opportunities uh, you ha- you have to take, and that means that 
you know, he may even miss if there was some sort of a weather issue in Kansas this weekend, he would miss the Cars Tour race Saturday night to yeah. try to stay in that ARCA event. And uh, that's just the, that's just the way it goes. I mean, that's what happens when you you get these opportunities. Um, you can't pass them up. Um, that's pretty much it. I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to Kansas. It's going to be a lot of fun. A uh, lot on the line for the uh, the Cup Series and the playoffs. And the Xfinity Series is still rolling toward their playoffs. Not quite finished the season just yet. The regular season is still going for the Xfinity cars. But great battle right there at the bubble between uh, Parker Kligerman and um, Riley Herbst. That, yeah. That'll continue to uh, to be good television. Uh, I think we got an immaculate, immaculate grid. We do. We do? We do. All right, Mike. Yeah. All right. Let's All right. see what this This should be like. a fun one. Oh, it's going to be a little tough, I think. <clears throat> yes, this is our buddy Jack Fellers. He created this one. Okay. And he created it with a twist oh. that there is an answer for every square, at least one answer, that the driver has raced for Junior Motorsports. Well, that just rules out no one because uh, everybody <laughs> is driven for Junior Motorsports. <laughs> All right. So who wants to go first here? Right now, I'm going to spell out the grid. We got um, BK Racing across the top, left to right. BK Racing, Stuart Haas, and RCR. Down the left side, Tommy Baldwin Racing, Michael Waltrip Racing, and Phoenix Racing. So trying to make the match here be and, tough. And can we use the same driver uh, in two different boxes? Yes, you can. We can? Yes. Well, this will be easy. Actually, no. Don't do it. <laughs> well, we can't. All right. Are you making up no. rules as you go, Alex? Yes. I the got final it. rule is you can. Are you ready? Yes. Can I go first? You can go first. You, you've won the last, like, three of go these. Go ahead. Go. All right. I'm going to go uh, bottom left, Brad Kozlowski. Bottom left? No. Phoenix Racing? In, in BK? BK is BK not is Brad Kozlowski <laughs> Racing. Oh, it's not? <laughs> <laughs> it's not? No. no. What's BK Racing? <laughs> Burger King? Yeah. I'm going to say Landon Castle for that one. Uh, correct. I really need to know who BK Racing is. That's the 26-23. Had Burger King, Dr. Pepper. Yeah. In other words, the Landon Castle. Who is it? So, yeah, whose turn is it now? He Can you just go? You just go. All right. Stuart Hall, Michael Waltrip Racing. The Number five, one. Mark Martin. Correct. Middle square. This is just going nowhere for me. BK and... Well, uh, all right, we'll just let Dale go see how many he can get, and then uh, if there's any left over, I'll... <laughs> go, I'll you can go. go. I don't know any of them. All right, hold RCR on. RCR right. and Tommy Baldwin is Blaney, uh, Dave. Dave Blaney. Yes, that's correct. There's a lot of options for that one. Yeah. I hate this game. Why? Because, you know, I, I just hate it. Uh, Stuart Haas and Phoenix is Kurt Busch. Correct. Here, you know what a better game is? See if Dale can get all of them. Yeah. We've never had that. We'll go for the record. It's gotten close. Keep going. Uh, RCR and Michael is Clint. Michael Walter. Number six. Yep, correct. I'll wait. I'll let you try to get one. No, no. I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually not trying. I'm just, I'm literally keeping score for you at this point. perfect. Right Keep now. going. Um, I mean, because you have officially won the game. Uh... BK and Michael Waltrip Racing is Rudiman. Correct. <laughs> God dang. Did you cheat? I think he saw this. These are easy. This is probably the easiest one we've done. Okay, good. There's you. a lot of uh, options for each yeah. box. So. Rudiman drove for Junior Motorsports? No. No, no. All right, Alex, what the I hell? I said at least one of the drivers on it has driven. 
but that all of them. He good. screwed you he up by making said that at lit, least yeah. one of the drivers for each square. Oh, I see what you're saying, but yeah, not he's all kind of screwed you. He just on didn't that. pay attention. <clears throat> um, the only thing I the only the only one that's tough for me is Stuart Haas and Tommy Baldwin. That is the you already got at least no no number two, yeah the top middle. Uh, what was Kurt Busch? Was that the he bottom? Was the bottom. bottom. Uh, Phoenix and RCR's Austin Dillon. Correct. So you just have BK Racing and Tommy Baldwin, and then Tommy Baldwin and Stuart Haas. Mm. Is uh, oh uh, BK and Tommy Baldwin's Bowman? Yep. <laughs> Should have known that one. Can right? he stay perfect? I'm so Going, you got one I, square I left. Have, one left. Yeah, Should have known that. <clears throat> Stuart Haas, he's got one left. He's got eight. He's going for the perfect nine. Yes. Stuart Haas and Tommy Baldwin Racing. Three possible answers. Really? One of which is driven for Junior Motorsport. Oh, Two of them have driven for Two Junior Motorsport. Two of them? Yes. Two of them. Have. Oh, my gosh. I mean. I, I have guesses, but I'm not going to do it because yeah, I want to see if he can get perfect. Uh, yeah. Let's see if he can get this. Yeah. The only people that have drove for Stuart Haas Racing... Like in my mind, that's like a really short list. It's a tough one. Is it? Um, was Tony Stewart the owner when Johnny Sauter drove? Uh, no, for Haas. No, that was Haas. Uh, so, to, so Johnny's wrong. Yeah, Johnny be wrong. Did Johnny drive for Tony? Tommy Baldwin, I think. Uh, yeah, he did actually. Yeah, this is. A tough he was an answer for the RCR one, actually. Really? Yeah. Um. Yeah, Mike, got any guesses? I got guesses, but hold on. Go. Well, yeah. I'm, I, I'm, I don't know who's driven for Tommy Baldwin <laughs> Racing, so I'm literally trying to think of Stuart Haas drivers that have driven for us. One of them well, is it, Cole Custer. Not one of not Not, not an one. answer. Okay. I mean, Harvick is clearly not it. Nope. Because uh, he's never driven for Tommy Baldwin. Nope. All right. I can't do it. Wait, wait, wait. wait, 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 wait. We're not ready to give up yet. No? No. I'm... I'm we can come up with Stuart Haas drivers who have driven for Junior Motorsports. This, it's... Hold on, <clears throat> I know. I just, just give me a second. Jeremy Mayfield? Nope. Okay. That's a good guess. That's a good guess, but... but he, he hasn't driven it's, for us. I didn't think he drove for Tommy Baldwin. I mean, no. he said there were three answers to were Junior Motorsports drivers. Right. That's why yeah. I think we can... So I was thinking he might be the third non-Junior Motorsports driver. I, I, you're right. You're right. Wait a second. Is it coming to you? <laughs> I'm looking at the ba- no. I'm looking at the banners. <laughs> oh, Regan Smith. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, Regan Smith. I mean, looking at the banners that helped, Mike. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a bunch of them. Up Danica's there. the other answer. Uh, Danica. Holy yeah. shit. And Ty Dillon was the she third. She did. When when did she drive? She I did think drive she made for, like her yeah, last she had, start she had or one something. Late, yes. Yeah. She had when what? did Regan drive for Stewart? Hoss. He filled in for Kurt Busch a couple races. Forty one car. We I didn't know that. I know. It was tough. It was yeah. real tough. All right. Good job. I got all but one. Is Strimmy an answer on any of these? I won't. No. No. Okay. Strimmy. There's a lot of Johnny Sauter and David Rudiman, I will say. Good times. All right. Time well, for some Ask Junior. Ask Junior we should do. <laughs> we shall. I don't know. <laughs> He's always <laughs> not it. Alex I'm, is not I'm not, not a Russell no, guy. No, no, I'm straight you're to not the point. yet. <laughs> I'm right to the point. All right. Never seen Star Wars either. All right. That 
That is what the problem is. He's never seen Star never Wars. Never seen Star Wars. Well, that's one of the problems. Yes. The other problem is that he's going to just agree with you on anything no. you say. Yes. I disagree. Wait, when did he just do this? Yeah. How did you get mad? I didn't get mad. <laughs> I'm just stating a fact. It's not a fact. All right. <laughs> Alex goes around the hall going, All right. me and Dale, we, we agree on about everything. Okay. <laughs> well, it's time for Ask Junior. It's finally time. It's our favorite part of the show. It is. It is. Um, favorite part of the show it is. It is. <laughs> Ask Junior brought to you by Xfinity 10G Network. Let's take a look at the questions that you've sent. Xfinity Racing on Twitter. Go ahead, Alex. First question. Uh, in Dirty Air, we kind of talked about uh, the 54 and the 20 switching <clears throat> pit crews. And uh, this Beverly, this listener, she was uh, wondering if it's weird for a driver to have a different pit crew. It got to the playoffs with, yep. and now is fighting for a championship with a different pit crew. Yeah, it is. Weird. It is weird. Um, I'll be honest with you, man. You, uh, A lot of the... Let me see if I can articulate this. This is tough. So a lot – when I raced in the Xfinity Series in 98, my pit crew was my team, right, the guys that would go to the racetrack with me. As, as the sport changed and evolved, the, the pit crew became its own thing, its own group of guys. You had the crew that's in the shop building the car. You knew your car chief and all, all the shot guy, your, your tire guy. And then the pit crew comes to the racetrack, and they're a whole new set of people right and you might have you know over the years you might have the same jack guy but you might get a different tire guy and the crew chief's making these decisions right hey we're gonna try another guy we got we're gonna move him over here and he's this guy's coming over and so they are um they don't a lot of times grow up in motorsport right and so a lot of times the crew guys are athletes from from college, uh, whatever it is, and it's this weird. Uh, it's it's you know building a relationship with them. So when you come down pit road, you want those guys to want to do their best because of who's behind the wheel and how much they care about that driver and how much they think about driver's ability. And so they'll work extra hard if they feel like you're in it, right? And so you got to build these relationships with these guys, and knowing that. Heck, man, your crew chief might not think the tire guy is good enough mm-hmm. or the jack man's good enough, and he might get swapped out or changed. And so you build that relationship, you bit, you put equity in it, and <clears throat> you depend on them, you pit practice with them, do whatever you can, take them places, um, you know, reward them when there's good things happening. And then knowing that, you know, those they could be gone the next year or they could be gone mid-year, uh, and then you have to build that relationship again. Now, I've never been in a situation where the entire team disappeared and a whole new group came in, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I would imagine that if your team was taken from you, right, and you got this new group comes in, you got to have a conversation where you're sitting down and go, hey, I know that you're here uh, because of one, you know, I know why you're here. I know why the change was made. We all got to embrace this. Let's go forward and prove that either, you know, you're great or uh, prove why this change was made or what happens, right? Um, I would imagine that there's definitely conversations that are had where, the, <clears throat> you know, if, if you're Ty Gibbs, you're going, hey, man, I had a great crew. You guys are coming in off the 20 car. I believe in you. I know that it looks like they sent my guys over there because they're better and they're doing a better job this year and we need that car to do well in the playoffs. But why don't we spend these next 10 races 
proven that you're as good, mm-hmm. right? Why don't we work together and find out a way to raise the profile of this crew? And so those are the type of things. It's it's motivation, um, but the driver's a part of that. And it can be awkward and weird, and it, it's un, and it's nothing that you did. But, um, yeah, building some relationships and, and trust and friendships with those people is really important because uh, they're going to come down pit road and work harder because of the, you know, they got a friendship with the driver. Um, and, yeah, you know, Christopher Bell, he's like, okay, they're making a change. Maybe he likes his guys. Maybe he's like, oh, we, 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 I like my guys. I don't want this other crew. Um, but, <clears throat> you know, it's not his choice. And he has to start building this new relationship with this 54 team that was with Ty Gibbs all year. And he's got 10 races and playoff pressure and all those things. Um, <clears throat> so if they have a bad pit stop, drop the jack, whatever, you know, get out of the car and go, hey, we're going we're gonna to get them next week. Yeah. Um, it's tough. So if, if Bell wins the championship, do you think all the crew, all the pit crew goes and celebrates? The guys that were with 26 races, they were part of that too, don't you think? I do. Yeah, think so? I mean, I don't know how that works. I don't, yeah, <clears throat> it's interesting though. Yeah. yeah. I think if you're doing it right, you better include them all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, people tough, that got you that's the situation you put yourself in when you're making the change. Can I just add two things? One yeah. is uh, I remember Dale, and I can't speak for Christopher Bell or Tyler Reddick or anybody, or you know, any of them, um, Ty Gibbs, but – I always thought it was hard for a driver to develop a relationship with their pit crew when the pit crew started coming in on race day, and they all sort of did. They all started flying in on race day, and you got to remember, there's not chances for the drivers and the pit crews to have relational moments like practice and qualifying and those things. So unless there were deliberate efforts during the week, like you said, pit stop practice, I – you had your guys, but your guys, the team, yeah. wasn't necessarily the pit crew. And then the other thing I'll say um, was that – well, f- I, for- I forgot what I was going to say, the second part of that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so there, take that one. <laughs> and move on to the second <laughs> Thanks, part. Mike. Yeah, I, I forgot. And Mike, then I just yeah. cussed on live uh, YouTube. So Awesome. Well, <laughs> next question. Dynamite dropping by me. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Live TV yeah, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> right. I should not have prepared notes for this. I, <laughs> I t- had all these notes. And nobody knows the context of that. No, nobody knows that. Another dynamite <laughs> drop in by me. This is, I'm killing it. I'm going to shut up now. Ask Junior. I'm going to turn it back over to Junior. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. My next question is uh, Patrick. He's new to NASCAR, so he heard Denny said he thinks he has a loose wheel during the yeah. race, and he wants to know how can a driver feel that, and what yeah. does it feel like? It shakes like a like a <laughs> like a uh, a bad uh, a bad wa- a, bla- a bad uh, washing machine. Boom. You know, <clears throat> it it shakes bad. You know, it's when the wheels loose. It's one of a kind. It's it's a one of a kind feeling. So there's no way to really confuse that with something else mm-hmm. right and so <clears throat> one of the things that uh is also a good sign of a loose wheel is the vibration getting worse and that's the wheel getting looser and looser and about to come off the car um <clears throat> and so yeah i mean it's distinct it's distinct and i know the crew said hey we couldn't find it but i promise you i, I trust denny's you know opinion about it that yeah it was loose i know it was loose um no question. Like when you, I've had enough of them come off, and and crash. You're thinking, well, maybe it's this. Maybe it's not a loose wheel. Maybe it's the brakes. Maybe it's something else. And then you're in a fence. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and you're like, yep, should have trusted my gut. Yeah. What's the, it's like a, a tire going down. What kind of feeling is that? Is that more instant or is that more? Well, I mean, it depends on how, if it blows or the tire comes flat, it's, I mean, uh, uh, you know, <clears throat> basically when the tire loses air, it changes the balance. Car gets loose, car gets tight, whatever, you know, you start to feel the tire kind of, the tire wallowing around, the wheel moving around in the tire. Right, so when the tire loses air, the wheel just kind of can go anywhere it wants, and it eventually rips the tire off the wheel. Right, mm. so you sort of feel that that soft, wallowy sort of feeling in the in the wheel of the, uh, happening inside the tire. So that's pretty different. That's a lot different. Interesting. Uh, next question is from Kent. This is a good one. Uh, what was your first reaction when you saw yourself on a cover of a magazine for the first time? Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, I'll be honest. Cool. Yeah, that's a great question. That was cool. Um, you know, I grew up in a I grew up in a house. My sister would, you know, get the the teeny, teeny bopper magazines with all the you know with all the um, heartthrobs on the cover and all that. Boy and then, bands. Yeah, and you go, you know, you you you're, you know, so you're you're exposed early in your life to like covers of magazines and the 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 uh celebrity factor of that or whatever the cool cool factor of that right mm -hmm. and um and so um yeah like i i don't remember which was the very first cover that i ever saw um uh, it's probably some you know regional racing publication mm -hmm. but uh it was it was cool yeah, but at the same time it's like damn now you got a bullseye on your back mm -hmm. you know they're putting you on the front page it's a bit of it's a you know now you got a lot of attention that you don't necessarily know you want. You got to back it up. Yeah. What do you have like a favorite cover that you, that you were on? I you're on a lot. Um, the one with me and Matt Kenseth, I think, is ESPN magazine. Mm -hmm. We did when we were coming out of our rookie year or coming in going into our rookie year. I can't remember. It was right around there. They had it's a funny, funny photo shoot, man. You know Matt, and he's mm -hmm. so he's so hilarious. We might have talked about this on our podcast with Matt, but <clears throat> the me and Matt raced in the Bush series. And I beat him in both uh, both years for the championship. Now, we know that he would come out and beat me in the Rookie of the Year title and win a championship, and I never won a championship. So, Matt obviously, uh, you know, came, you know, got over those two championship losses in the Xfinity Series. But we're standing there getting ready to take our photo. ESPN's like, hey, I want you, and they want you and Matt together on the cover. And so they put us in this room, and we're in front of this screen. The cameraman's starting to take our picture. And they're like, all right, Matt, you stand over Dale's shoulder, right? And so I'm standing there, and Matt's over my shoulder. And Matt's grumbling behind me. He's like, damn, it's standing behind you. Why ain't we, why ain't we side by side? Why do I got to stand behind you? And uh, and the photographer's like, okay, Matt, slide over just a little bit, a little further behind Dale, a little further. <laughs> and God. so really, when you look at the picture, I think Matt's, it's like half his face. It's like all <laughs> me and then half of Matt's face just right off the side behind me. And as he's asking this guy to slide, is, is this photographer's asking Matt to slide over and they keep taking, okay, no, he's not as far over as I thought. So Matt is like grumbling in my ear going, F this, man. Screw, what the hell, what the hell is this, man? Why do I got to be behind you? Why do I got to be behind yeah. And so um, he was half joking. Now he's not, he wasn't really that, out, that annoyed by it. But <clears throat> I thought that was a good cover. Yeah, that's going that's into our rookie good. year. Yeah. And so, yeah, just a couple of kids. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, I think we got time for one more question. Uh, this is from Ryan, and he wants to know, do you have any weird superstitions, and how about any race day superstitions you used to have? Uh, 
Let me think. I, I, you know, my superstitions were traditional, but, you know, I, I didn't want to eat peanuts around the race car. Apparently that's bad luck, and I tried not to do it. Wasn't really a problem. $50 bills are bad luck. Um, that, that look, I, I, I love money, but my dad was like, $50 bills are bad luck. If dad says it, it's true. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're going to, you know, if you're carrying a $50 bill in your pocket, you're not going to win really? a race. Yeah, you're going to have bad luck. Um, we actually <laughs> proved it. <laughs> we did? Mm-hmm. You don't know about this. Oh. Humpy Wheeler. You stuck a 50 in my pocket? Humpy, oh, Wheeler, a bad came, day? Humpy Wheeler came up in 2008 and handed a $50 bill to me on uh, when you were about to qualify. I am convinced that started the slump. Can't tell me different. It, he, he hands a 50 I, and by the way, I didn't even know about the $50 bill uh, uh, superstition. Yeah. But when he did that, and then I learned about it, and I thought right back to that Humpy Wheeler moment. And then, um, and I don't, I mean, that, I handed the $50 bill off to whoever, and I think that's what started it. Yeah. My dad wouldn't, wouldn't do $50 bills. And so, yeah, I just listened to dad. If yeah. dad said it was bad luck, it was bad luck. The color green. I know that I, mm-hmm. I had plenty of green in my racing career, but. That was a big deal. Um, my grandfather Ralph, I heard, was particular about that. The color green, green. car, yeah, yeah, and, um, and the peanuts, <clears throat> huh? Peanuts. Yeah, he he didn't like people eating peanuts in the shop and stuff like that. But uh, I always, I don't know. It's not really a superstition. It's probably uh, not not right to even consider it this. But I always needed to have the prayer. So, I'm not like super duper religious or anything. I just, you know, I'm a Lutheran. I go to church when we can. Uh, I'm kind of, you know, kind of casual about it. It's not a, it's not a big huge thing. But uh, for some reason, you know, when you get in that car, um, there would be times where you'd be like, just keep me safe. You know, I just want some. I just want to tell something to keep me safe. You know, so you'd say a prayer, right? And you'd be like, hey, you know, I just want to have a good, safe race. Um, and so, <clears throat> but praying to myself or me saying a prayer wasn't good enough. I don't know. I just, I didn't feel like that was an official. <laughs> we had this, we had a preacher that would come through the 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 line. He would go from the back of the field to the front. And there would be sometimes at the, you know, it races multiple preachers that were handling sections of the field, right? And so uh, <clears throat> when that, you know, the, the preacher comes up and, and, and says a prayer. Usually it was happening outside the car. Amy would be there. He'd walk up. We'd be like, hey, man, great to see you. He'd be like, you don't pray? You're like, yes, of course I do. And you say a prayer. That needed to happen for me to feel like, all right, I'm good to go. Mm-hmm. I don't think anything's, you know, nothing bad is going to happen to me. Yeah. Um, uh, I always felt un, I always felt like I was not uh, all together ready when I didn't get my, paper from uh um stevie walter mm-hmm. so stevie walter would write a note she did it for dad every race of his career every race and so <clears throat> when dad passed away she asked me if she could do it for me and i said yeah great and so she started doing it and she never missed a race my wow. entire career and so if she wasn't there she would have the note written and sent to uh, one of the pastors at the mro and he would bring it to me mm-hmm. Um, every week, I mean, she missed a 
a giant portion of my career. She can go to every race, but yeah. she never let that note not make it to me. Wow, that's awesome. And it would come to me on a sticky note, and I'd peel it off, stick it somewhere on the car, somewhere in the dash, right? In. And I have uh, one of my favorite things um, is in my final year, my interior guy, Adam Jordan, uh, framed all of those, put them on a big black board, and framed them. We have them up there upstairs here in Junior Motorsports. Oh, wow. I think it's I think, in the break think, room. Yeah, yeah, I think I saw it today, actually. Yeah. 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 So that's all of the notes from this year. Oh. Or the final year, I'm sorry. And awesome. um, yeah, Steve is still writing notes. <laughs> yeah. <the> sorry. So <laughs> I don't know. That's not superstitious, but I mean, I guess it could be considered that. Like you had, I felt like those are things that I needed to have happen. I didn't have, you know, special, you know, fire retardant underwear yeah. that I had to wear. Those are my racing pair. Yeah. This is my practice pair. Um, I didn't do that. Uh, I didn't care about helmets or any of that. I didn't. I didn't have anything that I could think of that was had to, you know had to happen. But you know that prayer and the note from Stevie uh, was kind of like, man, if I don't do that, I'm really I'm really a, a vulnerable to something. You know, being injured or something bad happening to me today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's all I got. Yeah. All right, man. That was a. Uh, that was a good-ass junior. I appreciate all the questions. All right, y'all. It's time for Flying Lap, presented by Birch Gold Group. That's right. Flying Lap is presented by Birch Gold. Get a free info kit on gold by texting Dell Jr. to 989898. And if you place an order... By October 31st, you will get a gift card to score some Dirty Mo Media merch. It could be worth up to $500, uh, so yeah, check that out. All right, every week we're going to um, play some clips on uh, on one of our other shows, one of our other Dirty Mo Media podcasts, and so we'll react to that. That's what Flying Lap is all about, so let's hear the clip. Covering a city block in less than a second. First up, we got Next Level with Andrew Curlin. It's been a road, it's been a journey. A couple gambles on myself with, with Toyota TRD and uh, some great partners, but excited for the opportunity here to work with Jimmy, um, one of the legends of this sport, and uh, all the men and women here at Legacy Motor Club. You mentioned like a gamble on yourself. What kind of gamble did you have to take on yourself to get to this cup ride? <sighs> I was in Cup at one point. Uh, I, I ran in the Cup Series in 2020 um, and, and decided to leave the Cup Series, go back to the Truck Series with Toyota um, and, and Kyle Busch, uh, Kyle, KBM, um, and have an opportunity to, to go win races and try and win a couple championships. Um, the goal was to go back and, and show that I can win, to become more uh, of a force to reckon with and, and to prove to myself and everyone else that I can still win races. Um, for me, it was a couple years of not winning races that kind of takes you off the map a little bit. And now being able to win races, put myself in those positions and prove to myself and everyone else that I can do this, uh, we, we finally made it back to the Cup Series. Here's Dirty Modo. All right, it's that time of the day. Five bets to watch brought to you by our friends at DraftKings. We're going to start with a winner. Everybody likes a winner. Look, there's a lot of favorites. They're going to run good, but we're looking for value. Chastain, six to one chop. I know it's a bit of a long shot, but you like the value. 
Yeah, 16 to 1, not 6 to 1. Oh, see that? You got 10 more just listening to you. 16 Look to 1, that. I love it. Let's talk about head-to-heads. Truex Hamlin. Oh, this is a heavyweight battle. The numbers professor says who? Denny Hamlin, unfortunately. Yep, I asked Professor on purpose because he loves Truex and even the Professor says Hamlin. Oh, how about a top 10, a name you haven't heard much? Carson Hosevar. I'm not gonna spell it because I can't, but the man's in the 42 car making his third cup start. Ran really good a week ago. 500 lap or 500 miles at Darlington. Top 10, you get an eight to one. I think that's good value because it is a long shot, but I like eight to one. And how about our groups? DraftKings groups, we got a new tool. We've worked it out. Let's talk group D first. Chase Elliott, Logano, Keselowski, Bowman's the dog. The numbers say Bowman, Chop. Are you, are you buying the numbers? Yep, four out of five, he's won that uh, group. Four of the last five that they've been together. All right, I love it. Well, let's stick in the group B range, a name we haven't said. He won here a week, a year ago. Bell Reddick, Bubba Bush. Is it Bubba, Professor? Do you like Bubba? Bubba, for sure. There you have it. Five bets to watch. Brought to you by our friends at DraftKings. Next up, Speed Street. Over the last couple days, there's obviously football season is is, is here. Um, yep. Fantasy football season is here too. Uh, P two on my list is yes. Um, Hating everyone in your fantasy football league. Uh, fantasy football hatred is uh, running rampant in in my fantasy football league that I am a part of, uh, that I have now been a part of since I think like sophomore year of high school. So this is an over over a 15 year stretch of the league. And like some of the group, there's a group text that I have silenced because it's about, there's about 800 texts that get sent to this between the 12 or 14 folks that are in this league. And I tell you what, people are going for each other's throats in uh, my fantasy football group chat already. There have been people leaving the chat, coming back into the chat. Um, <laughs> you know, there's there's been all kinds of stuff going on. So just glad that uh, that fantasy football passion is back because we're ready to get after it. It's a good point, Connor. Like if I think a majority of fantasy football group chats got like leaked there would be so many people in jail or just like it would oh, be yeah. a problem for so jail, many people like uh jail at minimum because of what yeah. goes on in there and finally door bumper clear we managed to get the race in with the lights going out what they didn't the go world? out they never came on yeah that's what i was gonna <laughs> say we were used to it by the time they stopped the race i mean so what was the radio chatter by the drivers like? Nothing. So I didn't say, I don't know about you. I could tell. But I mean, obviously we knew it, but oh, there yeah. was a couple guys trying to manipulate it to get a caution. Like they were running long, hoping to catch a caution. Yeah. And that I, was Christopher too. Christopher, the 48 was another one. Uh, and I'm like, well, I'm not mentioning this on the radio until no. they pit. Like once they pit, then I'll ask Bubba, like, can you see? And to Bubba's credit, I said, are you, after the 48 was the last one to pit, he pit. I said, are you good with the situation in three? And he said, yeah. No problem. Same thing. And then yeah. when I said the yellow, I said, all right, the yellow can't, yellow's out now for those lights not being on. And Bubba's like, the lights aren't on? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. So, Mike, did you um, have a comment about the lights in, the, in this little clip you listened to from um, Door Bumper Clear? My comment is it's fascinating how drivers are in their own world, which you ought to be. You're in your own world. You're the only one in the cockpit. Yeah. But Bubba not knowing the lights were out is a uh, – is interesting because you think the one person that would know that the lights are out would be the one that's driving on the track. I'm surprised that some of the guys, I guess, couldn't tell that the lights were out. That's for sure because we could see it from the from the um, from where we were in the booth. But uh, the other thing too is how crafty the spotters are. Not to even mention it because they're seeing other drivers run long trying to get that yellow. Um, oh yeah, 
So that's crafty, man. That's yeah. clever stuff that you don't even think about. Yeah. Right. Well, pretty um, craft. We were, well, you know, so <laughs> while it was happening in the booth, we're like, is there no conversation on the radios about this? And there wasn't a lot. So there wasn't, there was an oddly limited amount of chatter. Hmm. Usually when something like that goes in, usually when the least little thing yeah. is off. A raindrop in one. Oh, <laughs> There's a lot of talk. Right. Drivers are just like, oh, right. what right. is this? A hot dog wrapper in three. Yeah. yeah, whatever it is. Whatever it is. And so. Put it out. <laughs> they just start ch- chattering. Got they it. Just wanted, you know, they just start rambling. But it was eerily silent. Very. It and is. now we know why. Because spotters are sitting there going, hey, man, no, no, don't, don't talk about it. Some guys are trying to run long. We don't want to yellow mm. right now. You know, right. Wait till they pit. Yeah, <laughs> pretty. Never smart. mind. They got a blindfold on. Yeah. And that don't let him let, let, let poker, go. It's poker out there. Yeah. It's a poker match. Yeah. You can relate. I'm yeah. sure you can. So, yeah, we just did our draft last night for fantasy. I'm on the other end of that spectrum, man. All right, I'm in a league with uh, – I am in a league with a couple a couple buddies. You remember Martin, our old IT guy? Yeah, he's, Martin Friedrich. Yeah, he lives in Ireland now. He's part of the league. Sonny, um, my property manager, his son Austin. Austin works in, in HVAC. Uh, Brandon Suggs, an old-time friend. T.J. Majors, a spotter. Um, there's a handful of other guys in there. Snooter, Josh Schneider, uh, Jake Backer works over at HMS. Steven Steffen, he works here. Um, and uh, Regan Smith's in our league. has been in there for a while. And Sean Brawley. I mean, just a bunch of friends, right? That's right. It's a great league. Won't hear a freaking pin drop the entire year. Like, as soon as the season's over and we got a champion – the only thing that they care about is like, all right, we're going to dinner, like to celebrate this champion or what? We didn't. We didn't this year. We should have because it's a night out with the boys. The opportunity to go drink some beers. Right. Good excuse. Yeah. But uh, otherwise, man, nothing. No text, nothing. No conversation. These are all people that are really good friends with each other. Yeah. Yeah. That should be able to be open and, and then take nothing. a little ribbing. And then I'll say, hey, Stefan, let's get the league going. Let's talk. You know, send out a text. The app that we use has a chat in it. Nope, don't use it. Nobody mm. uses it. You can go in there in the middle of the season. <laughs> propose a trade. Nothing. Two or three people might see it. It's like, what are y'all doing? <laughs> I mean, they're actively, you know, messing with their lineups, dropping people, picking people up. They're playing the game. But they do not want to talk. They don't want to communicate pisses me off <laughs> well are you are you in there are you putting things in the chat and it's just going unreplied sometimes i mean yeah, yeah. you'll yeah. put stuff in there and be like hey man uh you know you owe a couple of y'all uh, we have dues we pay 40 bucks okay winners like 300 bucks for the deal second place gets some money that's it our penalty for finishing last is that you pay the dues for the champion <clears throat> so champion never pays his dues but it's very simple uh, and we and we we didn't do money forever. We started use, doing the dues to make because people were like, "I want it to matter." Yeah, make it fun. Make it fun. Yeah, but no no chat is really ruins it for me. So I you would need, love what Connor has? Nope, I don't. I don't need a hundred text messages a day. I don't need no talking. I don't want to hate on everybody. I don't need none of that. I just want like, hey man, uh, general general communication. Right? Somebody got a question. Somebody think we need to tweak a rule for next year. Is the scoring not to your liking? Whatever. Right? Well. There we go. There you go. Hey, listen. 
Yeah, you you got to pick your friends wisely. You got you you are friends with a bunch of librarians, apparently. No, that's it. Yeah, it's as if we're uh, as if we're uh, yeah. Utes. If we're if it it's as if it was a a uh, uh, NFL fantasy football league of librarians. Yeah, or mimes. <clears throat> you're the you're the league of mimes. Yeah. That's <laughs> Well, all right. Well done by Speed Street. Um, you can listen to them, Connor Daly and Joey Molinero. Yeah. Covering a city block in less than a second. Time for the white flag. I mentioned it earlier. Our car store driver, Carson Quapple, has a few exciting opportunities coming up tomorrow. He'll be racing the ARCA Series race at Kansas for Pinnacle Racing. He'll be driving the number 28. Shane Huffman is the crew chief. Shane Huffman raced for Junior Motorsports. That's right. Put that on a grid. Yeah, buddy. Got a little history there with Shane. Also, Carson will make his Truck Series debut September 14th in the number 7 HendrickCars.com Silverado for Spire Motorsports the day before I'll be out there driving in the Xfinity Series race in the Hellman's Chevrolet. Dirty Mo Media, the Dirty Mo Doe crew is back later today telling you everything you need to know about Kansas, betting-wise. That's right. Listen to Steve Latart. And the boys, the professor, listen to him. Listen to Chopper. So far, I hear Chopper's had a good year. He's doing well. He's above. All right. Betting his units. Next level with Andrew Curlin. Andrew's here today. How you doing, Andrew? Doing good. How are you? Uh, So you got a new uh, series out now with the South Carolina football coach, Shane Beamer. But also, you got a special bonus interview with Legacy Motor Club's newest driver, John Hunter Nemechek. Andrew and the Next Level crew, they went over to Legacy Motorsports Club yesterday before the announcement to chat with John Hunter and got a remote interview with team owner Jimmy Johnson. So go check that out. That's all. All you need to do is follow Dirty Mo Media's social media handles, our YouTube page. You'll be able to see all that content. Also, don't forget, we've got a live show coming up in Vegas. Uh, possibly the best part of the Tuesday show was the last two minutes where we discussed this <laughs> you, very show. Glad you feel that way. <laughs> and it got edited up a bunch. Did it? Oh, yeah. Alex? Well, it got taken out. That Actually, uh, yeah, I was a little disappointed, Alex. I probably am proud by, of you, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> I went on. I, I went on a tear. Did you? Having some fun with that one. Tear. You were like, oh, man, it's a show. I'm like, what are we doing? Magic Tricks saw when you that was in there. Yeah, it was. It but was, he, he, yeah, he just edited out some of the some of the pregnant pauses and stuff like some that. Some of the parts that you probably would take the a cuss words. for, and therefore he was protecting you. Well, we'll be there in Vegas with the door bumper cr- uh, clear crew. Yep, this is like a Dirty Mo Media showcase. That's all right? right, this is something I'm excited about. I mean, we've done some live shows here and there. We did them at Daytona for Chevrolet. We've done them. Um, where else, Mike? We did one just recently. In Nashville. There you go. Yeah. But this is going to be better. Well, it's with our it's with our boys now. I know. It's with the door bumper clear guys. We're bringing it's, other people. Folks. I think we ought to be, uh, you know, doing door, uh, you know, Dirty Mo Media Showcase sort of live events. Takes a little bit of the pressure off of my ass. Yes, it does. And so, yeah, we're doing it with uh, door bumper clear and that crew. Maybe some other surprises. Yeah. Can I just say also, if if there's there's people that have always come to mm-hmm. us and said, hey, you know, y'all need to do a door bumper clear show. You know, have them on the download, or you know, they love it when you go over to door bumper clear. Yeah. Hey, this is that, right? This yeah. is the you know the gang coming together, and also they you know people that get upset about us censoring stuff and beeping out cur- curse words. No beeping here. No. But there. But there's the gonna thing be like, is, the thing is, this is not going to be put as a bonus episode. It's not going to be on our YouTube channel. Yeah. If you are going. To see what we do at this show, you have got to be there. There'll be 1,500 or so folks in the audience. 
That's right. Yeah. So where do you get tickets? Well, I just want to know, man. Are you going to listen to any of their comments or feedback, or is that something they're not allowed to give? I know that you'll have that part covered. I'll just listen to what okay. you say. They, you, you'll, they, you'll let us know what the fans Are they think. to keep quiet? Listen, to be honest with you, I, only the people at the show will be able to really comment on it. They're the mm-hmm. only ones that will get to see it. So Wait, we're not putting it on social. Well, we're not. <laughs> I'm, sa- I'm serious. Okay. It's exclusively Are you going to listen to their comments? Yes. Those are the ones. If you pay money, I will listen to your comments. <laughs> Jesus. Is that is that so unusual? I'm just having some fun. No, no, it's it's exactly right. They, yep. Their comments I care about. Okay. <laughs> All right, we got to say where we buy tickets. No, let's, let's wait a little bit. It, longer. it would be nice <laughs> to tell people where they can buy tickets. Let's talk a little bit more. Um, <laughs> as long as it's about where you can buy tickets, get your tickets to come see Dirty Mo Live: Colon Dale Jr. and Friends. <laughs> Dale Jr.'s colon. <laughs> it's Friday, October 13th at the Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino. October 13th at the Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino. Y'all make sure you come see us. <laughs> <laughs> visit Hey, visit dirtymomedia.com/live for, for tickets. What? For tickets, I guess. For tickets, I guess. <laughs> Salesman of the year. Dale Earnhardt Jr. You thought those most popular drivers were something. You think those salesmen of the year is the one that he's hanging his hat on. Are you worried that this damn thing ain't going to sell out? Not if they don't know where to buy tickets. Holy God. 1,500 people at a casino? It's a drop in a bucket. Is it? I think. What the hell? Is it really? How many people are there? None if they don't know how to get there. There's lots of people gambling and such. If they don't know where to go, they can't. They'll they got shit. options to gamble hopefully in Vegas. A, hope, I think there's a couple places. Hopefully, they carve up a, carve out a little bit area on their front front sign to put us put us up there. Hopefully, they do that. Yeah. Of course, you know, if, if they didn't, that would be a lot like yeah. you not telling people where to buy tickets. Yeah. <laughs> just you know, it's just out there. Nobody knows, right? It'll be like Billy Bob's juggling act and. Dirty Mo colon. Dirty Mo colon. <laughs> Billy Bob's juggling act. <laughs> That's what this feels like, actually. This Dale. is getting edited. This feels out. like. No, I don't no. think it is. Mike's is not going to let Billy Please. Bob's juggling act piss off the Westgate people. <laughs> no, no. Billy Bob's juggling act's in. Westgate's going to be like, what the hell kind of place you think you're coming to where Billy Bob's <laughs> juggling's the f***ing premiere? You know what I ought to do? I ought to find a juggler and call him Billy Bob and bring him to the <laughs> Dirty better. Mo Live. I know. If you that's don't. What I do. If you don't. Yeah, if you want right. to see Billy Bob's juggling act, you do go to dirtymomedia.com slash live. This is going to be what the show's going to be like. That's exactly right. Very authentic. That's right. <laughs> Unprepared and unplanned. Dirtymomedia.com <laughs> slash live. Dirtymomedia.com slash live. October 13th, if you're around in Vegas, come see us. Westgate, Las Vegas Resort and Casino. Hey, if you ain't got tickets... Uh, and you probably don't at this point. <laughs> if you don't have tickets to fly to Las Vegas to see the race or any of this, you might as well tra- start planning your trip now. That's right. Um, finally, last... In the white flag, we're coming across the finish line here in a second. Xfinity Series from Kansas kicks off on Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern on NBC. 3 p.m. Eastern, Saturday. Race number two of the round of 16 for the Cup Series. That is so confusing. Race number two of round number one. (laughs) Race number two of round number one for the Cup Series. They don't like calling it that. I don't know why. 
NASCAR is not a fan of round one of the playoffs, round two of the playoffs. They want to call it round of 16, round of 12, round of eight. But it sort of lacks a little context because you're like, eight what, right? You know, mm-hmm. you have to think, you know, obviously it's drivers they're talking about, but I don't know, round of 16. I don't know. You guys have a preference? You give a shit about this? Not really. Not until it gets like semi You don't care. And stuff like you don't that. care. It's round of 16. You're fine. No, I'm fine. Round one's just simpler to say. Playoffs. Yeah. I have to say this shit a lot. Yeah. So I just say what I want. Round one. That's clear. It's round. It's race number two of round one <laughs> for the Cup Series from Kansas. And it's Sunday at 3 p.m. Eastern on USA Network. USA Network. You want to call it something else or you, you want to change <clears> that? I like too? that one. Okay, yeah. good. <laughs> All right, y'all. Have fun. We had a great time. Thank you for tuning in this Thursday. We'll see you next week. Check out Dirty Mo Media. Check out Dirty Mo Media on Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram. Check out Dirty Mo Media.